And so a lot of people just need to understand that when you follow that independent path, do it with self-awareness because you will have such a smoother ride. doesn't mean it'll be perfect. You're still going to hit the same bumps, the pinnacles and valleys, but you're going to have a much smoother ride because you really understand who you are and you're not dependent upon other people. Welcome to the Let's Start Health podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hi there, and welcome back to Let's Start Health, a podcast willing to start the awkward, vulnerable, weird, or even hard conversations needed in order to break through stigmas of mental and physical health, as well as educate and inspire those on a journey to healing. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. I am so excited to share today's host with you guys. I am buzzing after we just recorded this episode for you. My friend Zach Friedman is an entrepreneur, investor, best-selling author, and speaker. He is the best-selling author of the blockbuster book, The Lemonade Life, How to Fuel Success, Create Happiness, and Conquer Anything. Apple Books has selected The Lemonade Life as one of Fall's biggest audiobooks and a must-listen. You guys, we talk all about what it means to live a lemonade life. And maybe you can resonate with the term, make lemonade out of lemons. And if you just feel like your life has been one of those one long roller coasters of one lemon after the next, Zach shares in today's podcast his tips and tricks on how to start alchemizing your life's lemons and making lemonade. He shares with us the five switches, what that means, and how to transition from that victim mentality to truly one of abundance. And the reason why that is important is so we can live our life with purpose and passion. I don't know about you, but living a life with purpose and passion really sounds exciting to me. You can connect with Zach via his website at ZachFriedman.com, and you can purchase the book, The Lemonade Life, at LemonadeLifeBook.com. Of course, these links will be connected in the show notes. And if you found some value in this episode, please be sure to rate and review Let's Start Health on iTunes. We would be greatly appreciated if you shared this with your tribe. We are looking to start a community here where we can inspire a journey to healing of mind, body, and soul. Thank you so much all for being here. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Start Health. I am so excited to have you here today. My guest, Zach Friedman, is an amazing person. He's an entrepreneur, an investor, and now a best-selling author, which is very exciting. And I'd love to just hand the microphone right on over to you, Zach. I'm so excited to have you here. And please, if you wouldn't mind, just share with us a little bit of your personal story that brought you to what you are doing now. 
Chelsea, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's so great to see you. And let's dive right in. So thank you for that very kind introduction. Yes, I am uh, an entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of a, a big personal finance company called Make Lemonade. And Make Lemonade, which is at makelemonade.co, um, we're a comparison site. So we help folks kind of break down very, very simply how to find the best credit cards and student loans and personal loans. So they can Everyone can be living a better financial life. And so we kind of cut through all the bureaucracy. We try to highlight all the fine print and just give a very objective analysis um, to make people's lives easier. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing that and, and empowering people. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I am also an author. Um, I have a, a, a big column at Forbes. I'm very grateful for and very, um, uh, very grateful for the readership I have. We uh, actually reached 2 million readers this month uh, in Forbes um, and over 25 million readers total um, in 125 countries. So, so very grateful for that platform and um, for the folks who support me. Um, and yes, I have a best-selling book out, uh, which I'm very excited about. I know we'll delve into today, uh, which is called The Lemonade Life. And The Lemonade Life uh, is, is, is a fantastic book to empower people to lead their best life uh, in so many different ways. I know we'll talk about it in detail, but I'm so proud of that book. Um, so many people have read it and, and so many more who, who have heard about it but want to get it as well. Um, so I hope we can answer all the questions and, and delve into some of those themes because I really do think it, it's a game plan for life. So um, that's how I spend my time and, and, and my journey has been uh, you know, quite exciting along the way and, and, and kind of learning uh, about myself and kind of what drives me and, and, and where I fit. And I've been very blessed uh, in my life and, and get to talk to great people like you. Absolutely amazing, Zach. Thank you so much for that. And it sounds like your company is something that I really could have used back in the day when I was in college. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We can, you can use it for life, really. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it really helps like depend, depending where you are and whatever life milestone. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to ask you kind of right off the bat in that same category. So you went from former CFO, investor, and advisor, really have transitioned to thought leader, public speaker, and author. And I really am curious, how did that transition happen for you? Did it kind of seem to be like an overnight thought, or was it something that was more planted and grown over time? It all happened in 30 seconds. It was phenomenal. No, it, it, that's a really good question, Chelsea. And I, I think, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed everything that I've done. You know, I've, I, it's hard for me to think of an experience that I, I didn't think was beneficial to me from a learning perspective. What I found over time um, as I was building my skill set and experiences and, and, and doing great things, as you said, with, with working in the world of finance and, and management and, and, and helping to run companies, I really wanted to kind of harness that entrepreneurial spirit and I wanted, I tried, you know, smaller ventures when I was younger and, and did little things here and there. Some were, you know, mildly successful, some were not. And I, I really wanted to um, be able to explore on my own and kind of create something from scratch. And so I had a chance to do that, was able to build up Make Lemonade and, and, and continue to grow it. And that's been really phenomenal for me. And, you know, part of that is I've always enjoyed not only creating and building and scaling, but also I've always loved speaking. I've always loved writing. And I was able to kind of dabble in those things over the years, you know, going all the way back to, to high school, being the editor-in-chief of my high school newspaper. Um, but, I, you know, I really wanted to unleash that a lot more than I've been doing outside of like a work context, you know, like we all get to write a memo at work, but, you know, that's not that exciting. So I wanted to really bring it out a lot more, be a lot more creative. And so absolutely been, been you know, obviously, uh, you know, around social media and kind of talking with folks and, and, and empowering and giving back, you know, it fits into the theme of the, my company, Make Lemonade. Um, but also, you know, I really wanted to help people kind of lead a better life. That's something that 
it means a lot to me to be able to give back and empower people and share what I've learned in my business career, but also just in life um, and, and really help people kind of get to where they want to go and kind of unleash and unlock what's important to them. You know, not everyone wants to be in business, totally understand that, but there's different ways that we can kind of make our lives better. And so I've really been focused on positive psychology and happiness and how we really find that happy existence for all of us, however we define it. Absolutely. I love so much of that. And you kind of answered sort of the sub question that I had to that. And I'd like to maybe just dive a little bit deeper into that deeper intuitive longing, right? That sort of feeling that there was something bigger that you had happening under the surface of your life. Would you mind sharing with us sort of how that feeling that intuitive longing or was intuition and even piece of how you decided to go down the path of where you're at now? Or how did that look for you? That's really well said. I, I think intuition is a, is a great word. And I think a lot of us have different thoughts and feelings. And then we also have this kind of aspect of self doubt, right? Like, maybe I'm supposed to host a podcast. Oh, wait, you know, people aren't going to listen to it. I can never get any big guests or, hey, I'm supposed to be a writer. I want to share my ideas of the world. Oh, what if people don't like it? Or I don't get likes on social media. Or no one reads what I write. And so it's this constant internal battle that a lot of people suffer from, right? And it kind of prevents them from taking that step from going out in the world and kind of trying to reach that that point of greatness. And I think for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to go out there and, 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 and put myself out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I don't, I don't really worry about other people's opinions or what they think, or if they, if they, they don't like me or they disagree with me, that's fine. You know, it's, it's a free country. It's a free world. People can have their own opinions. And I encourage that, you know, um, and, and, you know, I think it's important for everyone to kind of you know, you hear this cliche, obviously, step outside your comfort zone, but it, it, it's really understanding yourself first, right? I think people need to really get comfortable with themselves before they embark on that type of journey. Because look, it does take a lot to go out there and put yourself out there and share your thoughts and feelings and your ideas. Um, but I think people who kind of understand themselves systematically are the people who are able to do that more seamlessly. So they can feel confident, they, they, they are proud of the work that they do. And I think when you get to that point, then you're able to share and kind of promote with the world and, and, and coexist with the world what you want to share. I absolutely love that. And you answer it already too. We're, we're, we're like this right now. I'm yes. loving it. <laughs> yes. you, you know, you mentioned you don't really let fear get in your way, right? There's not really much of this, maybe anymore, this battle of self-doubt. And part of that is really not caring what others think. And you said it so beautifully that I think a huge piece of getting to that point in life is self-understanding, self-exploration, you know, and transitioning our mindset really has to start with looking in the mirror. Absolutely. And look, so many people spend their time making excuses and doubting themselves, right? It's like, I can't do this because I, oh, I don't have the equipment to do a podcast or, oh, you know, I have a computer, but, you know, I haven't really written since like high school or college or, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't have the money to do that. Or I don't have the time to do that, right? And so we kind of create these barriers for ourselves. I talk about this in my book, The Lemonade Life. Um, so many excuses that people do. There's a, a character in The Lemonade Life called an eternal excuser. And we all know these people, right? They're the people who just, you know, are, are always making excuses why, why nothing can happen in their life. And then if you want to do something in your life, they're also making excuses and they're also trying to object and kind of project their own insecurities onto you. And it happens all the time. But, you know, family members, parents, brothers and sisters, you know, our friends, our coworkers. And so, you know, if you're hanging out with that kind of 
group, it's obviously going to affect you if you don't understand who you are. And so one of the most empowering things that you can do in your life is to understand yourself, right? And by that, I mean, you know, you know, understand who you are and be comfortable who you are, you know, everything, your, your total imperfect self, right? Self-awareness is really understanding, like, what are you good at? What are you not good at? And be comfortable with that. You know, I think people default to, oh, I'm good at everything, right? Exterior, you know, I have to show that I'm this amazing person. And, and may, look, maybe you are, maybe you're not. But I think understanding and being comfortable that you're not great at everything, you're good at certain things, and really leveraging the power of those things that you're good at and being comfortable with that, you know, I talk about also keeping up with the Joneses in the book, you know, so many people want to keep up with the Joneses, we see it on social media. Um, but it's also projecting this false image, right. And so people end up following this herd mentality of like, I have to do this, because my my friend does this from college, like I have to work in on Wall Street, if I want to be in finance, or if I want to be, uh, you know, I'm interested in, in health, right? Like you are, I have to be a doctor. Well, if you're not a doctor, how can how can you work in health? But there's so many different fields within the health um, space. I mean, you're a gut health coach, right? And so that could be a, a niche that you carved out for yourself, right? Very smartly. And so a lot of people just need to understand that when you follow that independent path, do it with self-awareness, because you will have such a smoother ride doesn't mean it'll be perfect, you're still gonna hit the same bumps, the pinnacles and valleys. But you're going to have a much smoother ride because you really understand who you are and you're not dependent upon other people. That was so beautifully said. And, you know, the journey to self-development and self-exploration I have found, at least in the world that I walk in, is not comfortable, right? It is very uncomfortable to look in the mirror and say, man, I'm not that great at this and I don't have very good patience because we have an idea in our mind of the things that are going to give us basically the three necessities of life and that's to be loved to be safe and to be accepted. And if anything threatens one of those three things, whether it's a perceived inadequacy within ourselves or again, that excuse that's keeping us playing small because we're afraid to see what might happen if we play big, really being comfortable with all of those elements of ourselves, there's no shame, right? There's no shame. I'm happy to yell it out to the world. Guess what, guys? I'm working on patience because I am very aware that I'm not a very patient person. I have no shame behind that, though. And because of that, the universe gives me opportunities to practice being patient, <laughs> which is also not very fun, but I asked for that, right? So I imagine this kind of leads into beautifully the next question that I had for you, and that's given your finance background, and this is maybe a perceived perception that I have from someone in the world of finance, I would imagine that discipline could play a big role in your overall success. How has your experiences and your background in finance helped you to now live your best life? Because to me, it seems like a big jump, but also the things that you talk about in The Lemonade Life, which I'm so excited, by the way, and listening to the audiobook now, it really speaks so much of my language. To see some with the finance background, I'm really curious how these tie together. Yeah, well, that, that's a lot to unpack. And thank you for, uh, for loving the audio book. Yeah, look, finance definitely has a lot of uh, great teachings, right? And discipline certainly being one of them. Um, obviously, you know, problem solving, um, thinking creatively, um, you know, working and learning from some very, very talented uh, CEOs and CFOs and, and, and great people at, at companies and raising capital and, and doing um, all sorts of those things. But, you know, I, I think people can derive happiness from work. Um, I gave a TED talk on happiness at work, but I, I think a lot of that happiness, again, just coming back to that self-awareness really is inside. And so you create your own happiness, right? And I talk about this in the lemonade life. 
external things are not necessarily going to create happiness for you. And so people can be really happy working in finance, not because it's finance and it's money and it's, it's problem solving or helping companies, but it's because they inherently love what they do. Right. A lot of people don't like finance. They go into it for the wrong reasons. They go into it for the money. Right. Some people go into law or medicine for those reasons as well, or their friends are doing it or their parents put pressure on them. I think the people who love their careers the most, um, and this is what really fascinates me about happiness, um, is like, how do we get it? What behaviors can we help cultivate in ourselves where we have that sense of comfort, um, where we get those three things in life that you mentioned, Chelsea? And I think that really has always inspired me and, and trying to understand that, right? Because I think we're all on this quest to find, a, find happiness, right? And we know some of the material ways to get it. You know, we know things like family that make us feel good, um, some of the, the pleasures in life that people like to enjoy through hobbies. But a, a lot of that internal happiness, I think, people, people kind of like rush over. They don't really think about it as, as thoughtfully. Um, and some people find it in different ways, like through meditation or, or practicing gratitude, which I love to do and has really helped change my life. And I, I think more, more so for me, it was like, how, how can I find happiness? You know, what, what are the great successful people who I believe have found happiness and success in their life? Like, how have they done it? And starting to modeling some of that behavior. And so that was instrumental for me as I was writing The Lemonade Life and just thinking more concretely about how can we lead this happier life today? Not when we have this, you know, chance to retire. That's like, you know, when I was growing up, that's what I was taught. It was like, well, look, just, you know, go to school, work hard. And when you hit 65, you know, you can like, go retire and, and play golf and, you know, hang out with the grandkids. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. But, you know, what about those other like 50 years before that? And so I think all of us who are in this rat race and, and, and trying to get through life and, and figure it out, um, we need to inject more happiness. And so Lemonade Life is a playbook to do that. Amazing. And this is so, you know, I too grew up thinking, go to school, get into a good college, get married, have two and a half kids and a white picket yes. fence, and then someday we'll eventually be happy. And, you know, I, I graduated college the year of the modern economy crash, 2008. So here I am fresh out of this college that I worked really hard to get to and to graduate from, and there were no jobs available. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I feel grateful for that experience where I think many people might have seen that as and many people I knew actually felt very victimized by it. And for me, I just saw it as an opportunity to get really creative. And I said, all right, you know what? For me, working in the corporate world, again, I was chasing the money and the fancy business card. And eventually I just said, you know what? This is not what's bringing me happiness. And it was as soon as I started to allow myself to let go of all of the beliefs that I thought I needed to have in order to be happy, that's when I was able to start bringing more joy into my daily life. So I want to take a step forward with you here and really ask you, where did this concept then, because, you know, making lemonade out of lemons is, I, it's just amazing. The whole concept to me, I'm just totally in Thank love you. with. Where did you get this from? Yeah, that's a really good question. There were several different influences, you know, one that was um, very telling to me. So uh, I, I too uh, was, was in business school around that time and had this great opportunity. I was at Wharton Business School. I had a great opportunity to go have lunch with Warren Buffett. And, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of money to do that if they, if they get that opportunity in life. You know, I talk about in the book, someone paid over $3 million to do it. And so I had this opportunity well, with my classmates to go out to, to Omaha, Nebraska and, and go to Berkshire Hathaway. And, and we had lunch with, with Warren Buffett. And, you know, I think everyone, you know, similar when you were mentioning your story about college, you know, everyone wants to kind of be Warren Buffett, right? They want to be successful, start their own investment firm, buy all these companies, be wealthy, et cetera, et cetera. 
And, you know, expecting to hear this speech from Warren Buffett, you know, the great oracle of Omaha uh, about investing and how he, you know, built Berkshire Hathaway and, and his whole amazing life story. What I heard that day was, was, a, was actually a lot different. We, we definitely heard about the economy and business and so forth. But what interested me the most, um, being a Warren Buffett fan, is this talk about, about your life and about what it really means and happiness and his perspective on life and what's important to him. And surprisingly, it wasn't a lot of the things that a lot of people thought he'd be talking about. And so I heard this message that day of really focusing on happiness, right? And like how you approach your perspective and your mindset and um, the decisions and choices you make in your life. And, you know, certainly in my work experiences and, and, and people who I've met, you know, around the world and my travels and um, finding a lot of people who kind of living one of two lives, right? And that became the basis of the lemonade life. You know, you're either leading, you know, every day you're making this choice, right? You're choosing to live one of two lives. You're either leading uh, a lemon life. A uh, lemon life is settling for something less than your best self. It's about settling and chasing and pretending. And you're kind of stuck, right? And that's the lemon life. And unfortunately, about 99% of people are actually living the lemon life. They might not realize it, but they're actually living a lemon life. And then that other life that you can live, um, or less than 1% of people live, is called the lemonade life. And the lemonade life is, you know, really choosing a life for yourself where you don't settle, you're not pretending, you're not chasing, but you're leading life on your own terms. And it's built around these two concepts of purpose and possibility. And purpose is all about the why in your life. It's why you get up every morning. It's why you do what you do. It's really your life mission. And, and possibility is this idea of infinite opportunity. And when you connect purpose and possibility and you do so through action, you get this, this, this amazing life to lead, which is called the lemonade life. And you can define it in so many different ways. It's really personal and unique to you. Um, but that's the choice that all of us make every single day, lemon life or lemonade life. And that's where it really, it hit me and it became the, the foundation for the book. It is so clever in so many ways. I just really, Thank really you. love it. And just like what you said, you know, about happiness being part of the journey, you know, it's, we hear often that it's about the journey, but it can really be challenging for someone who might be feeling victimized by their life, or maybe they've experienced a trauma that they're not quite able to alchemize yet or heal from quite yet. And I think for anyone listening to this, I think part of that, at least for me personally, and maybe would be relevant for you too, Zach, is you know, where can we bring in a little bit more joy into our life and lean into feeling good, right? It's like happiness is not this elusive concept. I think oftentimes we think like, what does happiness and joy even mean? And for me, I've been also a yoga teacher for a long time. It's very helpful to create this like visceral understanding and sense of how am I feeling right now, right? And how can I start feeling a different way? And then breaking down the barriers to entry to that. Well, if I feel good, that means I'm making someone else feel bad. Or if I follow my purpose and my passion, then all these other bad things could happen, right? All these limiting beliefs that we pick up. So for someone that is actually trying to live the lemonade life, but might be stuck in the lemon life, what, what piece of advice would you give them listening to this right now? How, where would they start? I love what you just said, by the way. And, and the, the first piece of advice I would give is you're not alone. I think so many people when they're feeling down, they're feeling sad, or, or if they've had trauma or a terrible incident in their lives, you're not alone. 
right? It feels like you're alone, right? When you go through something like that, it could be a little thing, it could be a large thing. People feel very lonely and they feel, why is this happening to me? Why am I the only one that's experiencing this? So I think the first thing that you need to understand is you're not alone. Other people may be experiencing it as well. You may not know them. They may be strangers. They may have experienced in the past. They may not have never shared it with you. It could be a close friend or family member who have gone through a similar thing. Um, I think that's comforting to understand that. Um, people who are on the journey and they feel stuck, you know, it's much easier to look back with 2020 hindsight and, and you know, see your life in a, in a straight pattern that's on the upward trajectory. But, you know, when you're in the journey, right, when you're in the process, when you're in the game, things are messy, right? They're not, they're not always smooth. They're not always a straight line. Um, I talk about this in the Lemonade Life as well. And so all of us have our own journey. So I, I, th I think that's another thing to recognize too is like your journey is unique. You know, Chelsea's journey and Zach's journey Maybe they're the same, maybe they're similar, but maybe they're totally different. And that's okay. We don't need to feel that one's better than the next because we can all go in different directions, um, but we're all trying to make progress each way we go, even if we take steps backwards. So I think understanding those two things first, I think is really important. Um, in the book, In the Lemonade Life, I also talk about just ways that you can actually increase your happiness, um, even if it doesn't you know, necessarily feel good to start. So a couple things. I mean, there are a whole bunch in the book I can, I can walk through. I mean, this, this one I, I, I enjoy because it's so simple. Um, smiling, right? So a lot of people think when they're happy, they smile, right? So happiness leads to smiling. Um, but research actually shows it, it, the reverse works as well. So e even literally making a smile with your, your face, even if it's a, a fake smile, right? Even if it's not, not a, a genuine smile, um, if you can, a genuine smile is a, a Duchenne smile that, that all of us know, and we're, you know, we're, people can't see us right now, but we're smiling at each other. But e even just, just using those muscles in a, in a smile formation will make you feel happier inside, right? That, that, that's a very simple thing to do. And if you practice that enough, um, it, it can give you some comfort. Another thing I like to do, which I find so powerful, and, and, and it's one of the things that helped change my life, um, is practicing gratitude, right? And people hear that, you know, that word gets thrown around a lot. But let me tell you what I think it means. So practicing gratitude for me is really understanding the blessings in your life. So you can have 99 bad things uh, in your life and you can feel like, you know, hundreds of pounds of weight are on your shoulders. Um, but if you can find one thing in your life that is potentially meaningful for you, and it could be literally anything, it could be the, the flower patch growing outside that you see from the corner uh, of your eye out your window. Um, it could be your, your spouse or your significant other or your children uh, your job, your, the book you're reading, um, being alive, wh whatever is important to you, when you focus on those blessings, it really gives you a, not only a sense of abundance, but it really gives you a sense of this is what I have versus this is what I don't have. And I think people default to, I don't have this. Oh, I, I don't have a, a big house. I don't have a car. I don't have the life I want. I don't have that significant other. I don't have the job I want. I think, I think a lot of people get trapped in that mentality. But if you focus every day, and this is what I do every day and in, in, in the morning, um, is focusing on, on what I have and just grounding yourself and reminding that, kind of putting away the noise of the world and just starting from what you have. Because when you have that foundation, it's a beautiful foundation from which to grow. It empowers you so much. Um, and that's one of the part of my, part of my morning routine that I do. Um, I also like the gratitude journal, which I can talk about and, and, and pray. But th those are those are things that are important to me that I think can help you. And I, I talk about kind of behaviors you can mold as well to get you towards happiness um, in the short term, but, but for, really for the long term as well. I, you put that so eloquently and there's a couple of things I jotted down that I just would love to add to that. So circling it back 
to the community element and knowing that you're not alone. I heard recently, loneliness is an epidemic and community is medicine. And that is really couldn't, it couldn't be more true. And that's really part of what I am trying to do in my work and with this podcast is really just to start these conversations. Let's rid shame as Brene Brown would venture to say, and let's get vulnerable with each other so we can create this community around what it really means to heal on a deep, deep level. So doing that together is so much easier. (laughs) Knowing that we're not alone is the only way through. And you mentioned looking back and connecting the dots and looking at our life trajectory. And it's, it's, it's so funny to think that, you know, we, we cannot connect the dots until we can look back at all of the pieces at the dot. So, right, having that hindsight is, is twenty twenty, And something that helps me kind of get through that brings me to what you said about smiling. And it's this concept of faking it till you make it. And I've heard different perspectives on that phrase. But the way that I like to look at it is that you're not being inauthentic. You're not being not genuine. You are just being the person that you want to be until you feel like you've caught up to it, right? It's like, if I start a new job, and I know I'm an intelligent enough to figure my way around, but I don't really know the fine details, I can kind of fake it till I make it, which basically means I can do the things that I know I'm confident in doing until I feel confident in doing maybe the full spectrum of it, right? And it's the same thing with the smile. It's like, maybe right now I'm not super happy, but if I smile, those muscles are going to physiologically send neurotransmitters to my brain, and then they're going to speak to my Mm -hmm. gut, and then it's going to tell me I'm happy. So yeah, faking it till you make it is not a bad thing, but it's actually just saying, this is who I'm desiring to be. I'm going to step into that person, even if I'm not fully feeling confident in that position yet. Because the more I do that, the more I will feel confident in it. I just love that. And of course, gratitude, appreciation, leaning into blessings. These are all things that I as well do every day. And something that I bring it back to that is so super easy. And something I work with my clients every time we start a session together is what are you appreciating right now? Or what are we celebrating right now? And that can feel really hard because just like what you said, Zach, neurons that fire together, neurons that wire together, fire together. And until we can break those neurons that are kind of twisted and really create new neural pathways, it's very challenging. So even asking someone if they're having a bad day, what are you celebrating today? They might be like, Chelsea, I don't know. Well, how about the toothbrush that you brushed your teeth with this morning. Like I always bring it back to my comfortable bed and my pillow. Like I am so grateful when it's pouring rain outside that I am warm and cozy in bed and it just helps to give perspective. And I think I'd love to ask you a little bit about perspective and how you think that perspective really plays a role in alchemizing one's scarcity or maybe victim mindset to that abundant place and really taking ownership of our lives. I think perspective is everything, right? It's, it's, it's really the foundation and, you know, building and having a right mindset, cultivating that mindset, it's where it all begins. And I think the biggest barriers that people have in their lives is kind of built around that eternal excuser. It's making excuses and telling, telling yourself why you can't do something. And, you know, look, a, a positive perspective doesn't mean you're happy all the time, right? No one's happy all the time. And it doesn't mean I wrote an article yes, about that. Exactly. Actually. So pe- people are not people are not necessarily happy all the time. Um, in the lemonade life, even lean in the lemonade life, people are not happy all the time. 
Um, and having a positive mindset, you know, is not just, you know, spending five minutes, you know, listening to uh, this podcast or watching a YouTube clip, right? It's, it's really developing, you know, a sustainable, systematic approach to the way that you see the world. It's the lens um, and the prism through which you see life. And, you know, every situation is not good. Every situation is not bad. Um, but the lens that you see things through really matters. And having a positive mindset is orienting, rewiring your brain so that when you do experience life, you're doing it through a certain positive perspective that even when you have the hiccups or the, or the roadblocks in your life that you can at least kind of glean and, and extract the important lessons that you can learn and reposition so you can have a, a, more, uh, a better tomorrow. Amazing. And of course, how perfect that perspective is the first of what you call the five yes. switches in the lemonade life. Please share with us a little bit of the, what are the five switches and what does that so, mean? So in the lemonade life, I wanted to really ask this one question, which is what drives success? And we hear this so often because uh, everyone wants to be successful in some way, however they define it. And that traditional model of success is built on hard work, maybe a little bit of luck, um, some discipline, and we kind of have this, you know, formula that we're all taught when we're younger. Um, but I want to look at kind of the most successful people in the world across a, a variety of, of different areas, every, everyone from politics to business to sports uh, and, and others, and wanted to really distill kind of the five behaviors, the five characteristics um, that create value and really help people lead a better life. And so I distilled those five common characteristics, these five behaviors into what I call switches. And they're just like light switches, and they exist inside all of us. And we all have the power and the same, these same switches. So when we can flip on these five switches, these five key behaviors, that's the secret to leading the lemonade life. And so those five behaviors, which I'll share with everyone um, on your podcast, um, you can remember them with the acronym PRISM, P-R-I-S-M. And a PRISM, as I just mentioned, is the way that you, know, you can see the world. And so those five switches uh, are perspective, risk. So P is for perspective, R is for risk, I is for independence, S is for self-awareness, as we talked about earlier, and M is for motion. And when you bring those five behaviors together and you can ignite those inside of you, that's really how you can lead the lemonade life. It is so good. And, you know, I just, I love how you've broken down the book into such, I'm going to say it, a digestible way coming from a health, yes. gut health coach, Compliment. pun intended. <laughs> it is so digestible and it is such a beautiful, you know, I really come from an abundance mindset. Like you said, that, that sustainable approach to life and the way that you have written about it in the lemonade life is just, I, I'm couldn't be more excited to be talking with you, you about it today. Thank you because so much. It gives, yeah, it really, it gives action steps. And, you know, I, I hope that for anyone listening to this today, of course, that they're getting value, but also that they choose to dive deeper, right? Dive deeper, take that action, follow that. If you feel that purpose and that passion building inside of you, and you're feeling excited about what we're talking about, go get this book and listen to it because it really breaks it down into a really digestible way that you can then implement into action, which is awesome. So let's take another step forward here. I really want to talk about the concept of the wolf pack. Mm -hmm. And of course, it always makes me think about um, the hangover, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we all have heard of the term that we are who we are a culmination of the five people that we surround ourselves with. And I think for anybody who's on a journey to self-development or personal development, 
one of the hardest yet most rewarding things that I have seen in people's transition from a lemon to a lemonade life is they have to let go of a lot of people. And that can be very painful. And that can be very scary. Because again, one of those three necessities of life is to be accepted, to be accepted by our peers, to be accepted by our family. And the belief is that, well, if I change, I will no longer be accepted. You know, if, if I all of a sudden become the fit one of my friends, or if I all of a sudden become, I don't know, the sober one, who am I going to hang out with now, right? We, ha- we end up vibrating, our vibration attracts the same people. So I really, really just want to ask, I mean, I can think about my top five wolf pack, but really, can you explain a little bit as far as the concept of the wolf pack and then how you break it down into the book, the two different ones that you talk about? Yeah. So, so your wolf pack are really like, you know, your homies, right? I mean, they're, they're like your core group of people that you hang out with and you spend your time with, right? And, and it, it could be friends. It could be your parents, it could be family, it could be your coworkers. It's, you know, how, how do you dedicate your life and your time and it, where are you directing your energy and your, and your, and your, your, your passion? Um, and so your first wolf pack are, are really is, is that, right? You know, Jim Rohn said you're the the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, as you were saying before. And that kind of molds your personality. And I think, look, you have to really kind of check your wolf pack, as I talk about in the book. And you need to kind of curate it and understand who are the people in your life. And that's, as you said, it's, it, it could be a painful exercise because, you know, let's bring up parents for a second. A lot of people have parents who, um, you know, they, if they had to choose, they might choose differently. Some people think their parents are, are the best thing that ever happened to them, um, but, but some, some are not. And so, you know, you have to make some tough decisions. It doesn't mean don't ever talk to someone again, um, but it's really like, where are you going to direct your time, right? And, and, and what do you want to achieve in your life? Like, if you're not getting happiness out of your life and the people that are dragging you down somehow, um, they're making negative comments, they don't believe in you, they don't share your passion for uh, something in particular, you know, you need a new wolf pack, right? And that's, that's a harsh reality for people to hear. Um, but, but really, if you want to better yourself and you want to lead a happier life, um, whether it's personally or professionally or both, surround yourself with people that bring out your greatness, right? That bring out your uniqueness, that bring out the person that you are meant to be. All of us are meant to be someone. And it's already inside of us. It's just about unleashing it. And so my first piece of advice is really to curate your wolf pack, you know, go through, take a piece of paper, old fashioned, you know, do it, do it on your phone, you know, write down the five people that you really spend your most time with. Right. And I talk about in the book, even to extend it, it's called the five X rule. You can, you can do people. You can also extend it. You know, what are the five TV shows you're watching, the five books you're reading, the five foods you're eating. Um, you really can extend to lists of five throughout your entire life and get a real snapshot of who you are. You might think you're doing one thing. You see it all on a piece of paper and you're like, wait a minute, I'm, you know, I'm eating junk food. I'm reading the wrong books. I'm watching, you know, I'm, I'm binge watching on Netflix, but I'm not watching the shows I should be to lift, lift, lift me up. And so really audit yourself and understand who you are. The second wolf pack I would, I would really advise for everyone to do um, is really an all-star team of, of the greatest of all time, right? Living uh, or not living. You know, if you had a choice, you know, who are the five people you could hang out with in your life? Um, you know, everyone from, you know, Gandhi to Mother Teresa to George Washington, to Abraham Lincoln, um, whoever's important to you and you think moves you in your life. If you could create that team, uh, Martin Luther King, as I talk about in the book, you know, find those people who kind of inspire you the most. They can teach you that you can learn from. And even if you never get to shake their hand or have a, a one-on-one on a, on a park bench, you know, imagine what they'd be telling you. Learn from them. Study them. 
um, and bring and cultivate the best that you can absorb from their teachings and incorporate into your own life. So I think those are the two ways that I like to think about Wolfpack and I encourage everyone to do. In the I Wolfpack. absolutely love that. And, you know, another point that it kind of begs me to think about is your hopes and dreams and desires, right? Do you feel comfortable sharing those with your current Wolfpack? And what would be their response? And that could give you a good indicator of are these my all-star wolf packs or not you know yes that is such a great that is such a great question to ask and you know in in relationships too right i mean a lot of people surprisingly like if you have a good supportive partner in your life i'm i'm very blessed my wife is fantastic and and my best friend and and, and the person i look up to most in the world um you know if you're blessed with that that type of relationship that i that i have um, you know, you have that supportive, uh, amazing person in your life. Um, but surprisingly, many, many people don't. And, and they, you know, people have come up to me and told me, they say, you know, look, I, I love my spouse or I love my partner. Um, but I couldn't share this particular dream I have with them. They probably laugh at it or think it's silly. Um, you know, that, that, that troubles me, right? I, I don't want to see people like that. Um, you know, we all make our own choices and decisions, but, you know, I would encourage everyone to find, you know, the, the right person, whether it's in a personal relationship or a professional relationship or a business relationship or a, a you know, a friend that you can share those types of things with, right? And you're going to get kind of, you get honest feedback, but they encourage. And most importantly, they listen, right? Too few people listen to, to what we have to say when it's important. It doesn't mean it's me time or, you know, you have to, you, you have to listen to what I say. It's, we just want people to lend an ear and kind of show that compassion, right? Show that they care, show that they, they're interested. And I, I think that's, that's missing a lot from this world. And it'd be great to have more of those in those relationships. I think that's one of the great tests that you, that you brought up, Chelsea, to, to ask people to, you know, that they, they deserve. Yeah, we've been back. given... God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? And I think, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I think in grief counseling, and if you're, if you yourself are dealing with grief or experiencing grief, or maybe you know someone who is experiencing grief, finding someone to bring into your wolf pack during that time who is simply interested in just hearing, hearing your story, hearing you out, you know, it's, it's the people in our lives that really try to fix all the time or try to imprint their own opinions on the way that you're living your life that can keep us playing small and can keep us in those traps of whatever trap that we are living at the moment. So I would love to ask you, Zach, who is your five goal all-star Wolfpack members? That's a great question. There's so many people. It'd be more than five. You know, yeah. I, 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 I mentioned some of them. Martin Luther King would definitely be one of them. You know, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, um, my grandpa, uh, who, who we lost too early. Um, so many other folks that, that, you know, have inspired me over the years um, and continue to inspire me. So that, that's, those are a few, but uh, more beyond. Thank you for sharing that. I, I actually, sure. of course, I started writing this down. I find they are all powerful women in today's age. Oprah Winfrey, Brene Brown, Gabby Bernstein. Of course, they're all kind of in the world that I walk in, but I really look up to them. But what was really cool is that I too felt grateful that I, my husband was in that all-star wolf pack as well. I thought, you know, there you go. he's in there as well. So yes, my, my wife is already in my wolf pack. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. I thought, well, man, does that mean he's in the all-star? Does that mean he's my current or where do they start? interlace intertwining with each other well this is just so 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 great zach and i've just you know i've loved the progression of this conversation i think for anyone listening today there is a lot of actionable steps is there any like last minute 
tips or tricks or action steps that you felt that we left out for anyone listening to this today and just really thinking, well, how can I really become this lemonade lifer that they keep talking about? Yeah, th- thank you, Chelsea. I mean, the, the, yes, there, there's so much more in the book, and there's so many um, very inspiring stories. You know, I, I I talk about a lot of people in the book. Everyone from uh, Jim Carrey to Tyler Perry, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Warren Buffett, Jack Ma, Steve Jobs. Um, there's so many inspiring stories. Not how people are so great today, but really when they're at their lowest point in life. And you know, we talked about kind of people going through tough circumstances. Um, the people in this book go through tough circumstances. They're all very famous today. Many, many are billionaires, but it really talks about their lowest point and how they got through it. Um, so there's a lot of inspiration in the book. I also talk, it's, it's very actionable, right? It's not, it's, the book's not, a, not, not fluff. It is, it is action steps that you can really implement immediately in your life. Um, and, I, and, and it's, look, it was a great joy to write it and, and a great joy to, I also narrate the audio book and, um, you know, I've been very honored to be able to inspire a lot of people and help them through, you know, the lemonade life, you know, I call it the world's most exclusive club, but everybody has access to it. And so, um, all of us kind of, uh, wherever we are in life, and if we're exhibiting characteristics of being a, a lemon lifer, we all have the power inside of us to switch to become a lemonade lifer. And in the book, I kind of walk you through systematically how you can do it and implementing those five switches and so many other different things that you can do to kind of lead your best life, um, however you define it. Um, so yeah, I would encourage everyone to get the book. It's in hardcover. It's an audiobook. It's an ebook. Um, the, it's been a bestseller and, and, you know, Apple named it one of fall's biggest audiobooks and must listen and, uh, just been very, very blessed. Um, the people uh, all over the world are reading it and, and really changing their lives because of it. So it's been an honor and, um, check out the lemonade life, grab a copy today. Yes. I am celebrating you, Zach. And yeah, thank I, re- you, Chelsea. I really, thank you so much. Yeah. I really loved the story that you mentioned, you know, one of the quick action steps that just came to mind, you mentioned Jim Carrey and that was writing yourself a million, a $10 million check. So you'll have to listen to the book to or read the book to hear what that means. But Right. Write yourself a $10 million check. Write yourself a $10 million check. Absolutely. It's (laughs) one of the most empowering things you can do to change your life. I really, really love that. Well, of course, in the show notes, we will have links to your book, your website, all of the places that people can find you. And I would love to round it all out with um, what does optimal health mean to you, Zach? Optimal health is not just about your body. It is about your, your mind, about your body, about your spirit. So let's, let's start with that uh, triumvirate of, of terms that we hear a lot. So you know, definitely taking care of your body um, and and exercising and, and eating healthy um, uh, and, and taking care of it on a, on a regular on a regular basis. Your mind. We talked about mindset and perspective. Um, the mind goes everywhere from perspective to self awareness, understanding who you are. I think is so important, um, and it really put you on a position to have optimal health. And then finally, and I would argue most importantly, um, is your spirit. And it's really who you are inside and kind of what is your what is the way that you interact with the world, right? You interact with yourself and you interact with the world. And I think having a healthy spirit, um, you know, a spirit of optimism, a spirit of positivity, a spirit of happiness, um, I think that drives health a lot, you know, and health's not just about exercise and fitness. It's also about your mental health. It's taking care of yourself. It's understanding yourself and it's having that healthy spirit. I think that's really, really important. So I think you bring those three things together and that's what optimal health means for me. 
I love that holistic perspective. Yeah. And like you said, what are you consuming every day? Not just food, but people, yes. information. What are you consuming yes. every day? And how is that playing a role in your life? Yes. Zach, I so appreciate your time. I so appreciate the knowledge, the wisdom, the enthusiasm that you have brought here today for my listeners. Thank you so much for it. Thank you so much, Chelsea. This was fantastic. I had such a blast and I really appreciate you having me on. It's a great honor. Thank Absolutely. you. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages, or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health.